habit. Hello, and welcome back to the Circling South Sports Podcast. It's been a couple weeks since I've had an interview. That might be an understatement, a couple weeks, probably a couple months. Uh, regardless, this is episode 106 of the show, the 32nd uh, installment in the Seattle interview series. Today with me, I have former Rain FC player. Obviously, the Rain have gone through a couple name changes. I mean, Seattle Rain, Rain FC, now OL, but uh, Rain FC player, Tracy Johnson. I'm going to go down the list of accolades here. I, I always see like the little cringe face when I read this, but I, I don't know. I like to recognize, I like to recognize the accomplishments, you know, going back to 2013 Gatorade, Missouri girls soccer player of the year, four-star recruit out of high school, all freshman team at Nebraska, four goals in her first match in college in a NCAA tournament first round game. If I, I mean, I know I set a record for being the only freshman to ever do that. Way to start off hot I guess you know I, just, oh. I guess I was a little excited <laughs> uh NSCAA All-American as a senior all back all Big Ten first team third round draft pick in 2017 and obviously former member of the rain obviously with you know the league as a whole there's been a lot going on but I mean coming off of that three goal win against Houston Houston was previously in third place how are you doing I'm sure we you had a photo shoot so, I mean, how, how does, how does, how was the day treating you as a whole, I guess? It was a great team performance last night um, with everything that's been happening in the past couple of weeks. And just honestly, this year in general, it was so fun to just watch the game last night and to watch our team just be so successful and just have the confidence and to put away three goals against Houston is a great, is a great win for us. And it just kind of gave us more momentum and confidence going into our game against Chicago this weekend in Chicago. So it was just a really, really fun, amazing team win today. We got to have our team photo. So it was just rolling into more fun and team bonding. So yeah, it's been a great 24 hours for Casey and Debussel. Is it weird at all to have a photo shoot the day after a game? Is that some, is that like, <laughs> does that mess with recovery at all? <laughs> we did do recovery after it. So okay. no, but we were just all like at the end of the year, this is the perfect time to take our team photo <laughs> when three games left. So it's just, you know, weird timing, but that's, that's how life is nowadays. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'd say that. Um, I do want to talk more about Casey in a little bit. Uh, but just to jump back to sort of the beginning of things, um, did having four brothers really help instill a competitive fire in you early on? Because obviously I feel like any sort of sibling rivalry is going to be there, but to have four brothers, I'm sure that helps that. And then, you know, your story of picking up a soccer ball and how that all started. So kind of where that all started and if those brothers kind of helped further, you know, I guess to push you where you're at now. Yeah, my brothers and I have a sister too they all definitely instilled like a very competitiveness in me we all played sports we were all just sports fans sports junkies and my brothers all played soccer growing up so I would always go to their games as a baby don't remember those times but I just remember all the photos of me at their games I had a ball like I was holding a ball it was at my feet and whenever I got water and I was like old enough to like participate and play with them and like actually hold my own like all rules went out the window it was just take what you get handle what you get so I definitely think my brothers installed that competitiveness and that grittiness in me that like you have to fight for everything that nothing's given nothing's earned like you have to earn it like 
So I kind of low-key thank them just a little bit. I want to give them too much credit, but I do thank them a lot for just getting the competitiveness in me and getting like the love for sports um, in my life because they did everything from wrestling, golf, baseball, football, soccer, basketball, track. Like we hit almost every sport out of all of us growing up. So I really thank them because they're the ones who kind of paved that for me to get into sports and like to get into the passion that I have for sports. So for a while there, when you were younger, you were able to play a year up. Did that, you know, at that age, was that something that maybe gave you a little bit of extra confidence or was it more so just knowing your abilities at the time and really just knowing, Hey, I can play at this level. And, you know, I think you mentioned that you were going to play with women that were going to be a little bit older than you at some point. So is that something that you maybe got a little bit ahead of yourself or is that more, Hey, this is really where I'm at and I'm confident in what I'm doing. Um, I think that was more of like where I was at in a sense. Uh, my parents were the ones who found the team and asked the coach if he would be okay with having a younger kid on the team. And I went to tryouts and I fit right in with them. And the girls were very sweet and kind to me that I was a year younger and I'm young for my grade. I'm born in April. So I'm on the younger side. So all the girls are very sweet to me and very welcoming. And I fit right in. There wasn't like a drop in performance, nothing. Like if anything, like I was at the top of the pack. So I loved it because it gave me a challenge to play a year up. And I was very small for like that age at the time. I was not the biggest, not the tallest. So um, that also gave me another challenge. So I think the fact that I understood that I could compete with girls that were older than me gave me the confidence um, that I needed at that level and to keep growing as I, as my career advanced. Um, and once I got to like high school and college, you're playing with people that are three to four years older than you. So I think that gave me that confidence at a young age that I needed to be able to keep growing with the game. So pretty similar, I would say. Um, but I mean, for a good amount of time there at that younger age, before we hit like college, you amassed a pretty significant amount of achievements, you know, with the amount of goals that you scored. I mean, just looking at those numbers kind of blew my mind a little bit. Um, but I mean, obviously when you're younger, things are different than how you, you view them as a professional, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, to, sort of similar. Was that something that maybe got in your face? Hey, I scored this many goals. You know, I'm, I'm king of the hill. Or is it more of, again, hey, this is the work that I'm putting in. This is where I see myself at. And this is just me doing what I do on the field because this is the work that I put in. Yeah, it was more of the second one. It was just, I honestly, as a kid, I was obsessed with soccer. I still am obsessed, don't get me wrong, but like all I ever wanted to do was play soccer. I always wanted like all my guy friends to come over so I could shoot on them and we could play pig soccer or like whenever a game, whenever it was game time, like I was locked in. I was a completely different person. All I wanted to do was win and score and help my team win. Like that's just what drove me and that's like where I got my energy at and my love for the game so it definitely wasn't like a feeling of being like on top king of the hill it was literally I love this game and I love scoring and that's all I want to do and I just want to play with my friends so that's kind of like how I think it started for me of realizing that soccer really is like my whole world and I realized that at a very young age so I'm happy that I'm still continuing, continuing to play soccer now that I'm 26 and I'm older. So, but definitely when I was little, it was all about just being able to play the game. Nothing else mattered. That's all I ever wanted to do. If you ask any of my friends, 
all I ever wanted to do was play soccer. Kind of like you stayed ready so they didn't have to get ready. Uh, In a sense, I mean, yeah. It sounds like, I mean, it's all, all the time. I feel like you'll hear from most all athletes, you know, you got to put in the work. And that, I mean, that showed obviously with you, you put the work in, it was just something that you became obsessed with. Not everybody is going to, you know, be the same way, but for you, that's how it worked. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, that was what you loved and you put work into it and it became results. So, I mean, if anybody needs more examples of putting in the work, JC here, I feel like can sort of attest to that. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so we we move now to Nebraska. Uh, I mean, again, to go back four goals in that first game, we, we've talked, we've set this base here of you being prepared, you putting in the work for when that situation, when game time comes. Were you nervous coming into that tournament game or was it, hey, again, this is what I prepared for. And I mean, I don't know if you planned on scoring four times. No, I did not. <laughs> but I did mean, not. <laughs> were there nerves? Because I mean, it's it's. I mean, tournament time. I feel like is always going to be a little bit of a, a nerves thing. You know, might be a little bit of hey, this is a big deal. You know, you're playing. You know, at somewhere like Nebraska. You know, overall, I feel like there are nerves there. Was it nerves for you, or was it again? I am prepared for what I'm looking at, and I just have to go out and play my game. It was definitely way more excitement for me. <laughs> I I think I maybe would have been a a little nervous because it was like we were hosting we were like in the top 10 that year seating wise so I think it was just like making sure we lived up to like what our expectation as a team was I think that was maybe the only nerves I had but after the season that I had as a freshman and how our team progressed throughout that whole year I think I was just ready to go out there and we were ready to prove that Nebraska was a great team and that we could go far in this tournament did not expect to score four goals did not expect that at all I'm I, I had a blast doing it don't get me wrong but yeah I think I was just so excited to actually being able to play in the NCAA game and it actually being at Nebraska and us hosting it I think I was just very amped on that and like the fact that we won the Big Ten tournament that year and we won the conference that year and ruined Penn State's like 15 year winning streak. I think just coming off of that, we were on such a high that we weren't nervous. We were just very prepared and very ready to just go out and have fun. Did you have to get used to the Nebraska weather at all? Or was that something no. that just kind of was seamless? Like, hey, this is normal. And just kind of get yeah. into it. I'm, it might have been just like a couple degrees colder than Kansas <laughs> City. But it was very like, this is normal. Like, this is my everyday life. Nothing changed. Do you, and it was really interesting to me to hear about how, you know, there was no other real debate about where you were going to commit, about how Nebraska just became the clear and obvious choice, just fit in, you know, uh, with the team, with the facilities, just with how everything went. Uh I mean, I think you've already answered, but was there any other, did you ever consider anywhere else? Was there anywhere like growing up, you say, hey, maybe I want to go, you know, I don't know if Mizzou was ever in the the cards. Was there anything else that was ever in the cards or you just kind of looked at Nebraska and Nebraska was it? Um, when I was little, um, my dad went to Texas A&M. So I was like, oh, family. But when I was 10, I went to Nebraska camp and it was game over. It was I was in love with that place. I was just like, this is where I want to go. Like, 
obviously there's amazing schools out there like UNC, Stanford, UCLA, the coast, but I was just, I was, I was sold on staying in the Midwest. I wanted to go up to the cornfields and enjoy my time up North. So with that being said, do you have any favorite memories as a Husker? Obviously I'm sure that one game is four goals is great, but I'm sure it extends to more than that. Cause I'm sure you can have more fun, just as fun being a part of a team that does other things. Do you have favorite memories that you'd share as a Husker? Uh, definitely. Uh, I have a couple I'll share. My fr- one was my freshman year. We beat Penn state at home and double overtime. And I had the winning goal, but that wasn't like the purpose of it. Um, just the fact that winning that game almost solidified us winning the Big Ten championship and just celebrating with my teammates and seeing all of the joy in our faces and like our coaching staff that had worked so hard to prepare us for that season. That was just a very, very bittersweet moment once we beat Penn State because no one expected us to do. We were supposed to be ninth. We were at the bottom of that totem pole that year. And the fact that we were in first, we lost one game in conference that year to Michigan. And it was just a bittersweet moment seeing everyone's faces after that game. And I will never forget that moment in my entire life, in my entire career. That was one of the top three moments for me was that game and winning and just having the love and joy and the experience of the team together. And like our alumni were at the game. So like, it was just so cool to have that many alumni there supporting us and cheering us on. That was one of my favorite moments. Um, But non-soccer related, but still with the soccer team, we got recognized at a football game for winning the Big Ten tournament and the conference. We got a standing ovation by 90,000 plus people. So that was a pretty cool moment um, on the football field. I got chills during it. It was so fun that Nebraska recognized us as a team in front of all of Nebraska in a sense. So that was another really cool moment with the team. But we were just one big family there and we still all keep in touch. So I'm very thankful for my time there. It's always really cool hearing about, you know, players, you know, familiar sport when they just like in your instance, just finding the place that fits right, you know, because obviously for some people, that's not always the first place that they go, you know, transfers happen. Obviously the transfer portal has opened up that door. Just some people don't fit, you know, I guess in that, in that team, in that locker room, but for to hear, it's like in your situation, I don't know how many people to get that lucky. I found what I want and this is it. Yeah, okay. I got very lucky with that <laughs> um, And to, to continue with that with sort of the team, uh, how has it been to have, I'm sure you have more than one teammate in the league, but to have a certain teammate in your own locker room with KC, is that something that's, you know, prideful to have? Yes. Uh, I, Sydney Maramontes, we grew up together in Kansas City. We played club soccer together. We went to college together. We were roommates all four years. And then now full circle again, we're in Kansas City playing on the same team. It's It's been amazing to have her with me through this and experience um, this together. It's definitely made us stronger and like given us a greater bond than what I didn't think was possible. Um, but I'm very thankful to have another Husker with me, but she's been my best friend for six years now. So it's fun to have her with me through this experience. Yeah, I mean, to continue that from club level, I mean, just right. Club that level, doesn't happen college, much. <laughs> now teammates. I mean, 
I'll talk about KC and just coming back to KC in a bit here, but to have somebody there who's been with you like that, I mean, that's, that's got to feel special. I don't know if you get tired of each other, you know, after all this time. We have, we have our space. So, it's <laughs> so we don't like get on each other's nerves anymore. In college, we were literally together all the time. Um, but yeah, we we're grownups now. We have our space. We see each other. We hang out outside of soccer, but it's been a blessing to have her and to have her on this ride with me. Now to go over to Carolina, North Carolina, that is the story about you getting drafted and hearing about that in the car. I mean, I've heard some interesting stories about the way that people find out. Like, I, well, I remember uh, I spoke with Cosette Morche. Okay. She found out she was joining the rain because the rain account followed her. That's all. She, I mean, such so unique. Uh, I mean, after the news that you found out and obviously being on the road I mean we're able to sort of enjoy it or is it more of now hey I have to shift my shift my focus I have I'm going to do this at a pro level now are we able to I guess enjoy it at all after hearing out about it the way that you did I definitely have to enjoy it because unfortunately I had just retore my ACL so I was maybe like four weeks fresh out of surgery um when I got drafted I was still on crutches so um I still had like nine months to enjoy the fact that I was drafted, but yeah, I, it was a complete shock. Like I watched the first two rounds of the draft and I was like, okay, it's time to go back to KC. Like my phone started blowing up and I was just like, why are people calling me? I'm driving like a little busy here. Right. I was like, I'm slightly busy driving three hours, back to KC. but no, I definitely got to enjoy being drafted for, I, had a month left no I had like three months left of school um and North Carolina's like just finished out like school I'm recovering from my knee like I can't practice anyways so they're like enjoy it and then once I got out to North Carolina that's like when it really hit me that I was around the girls around the team I had my kit and everything that's like when it really hit me that I was drafted and that's like was a very fun moment for me but that was also fueling me through my second ACL recovery was I get to play at this level. This is what I'm coming back for. So it was very special and a great thing for me that I had to get through my surgery and I had something to look forward to at the end. What was your experience like, you know, being part of the club's first year in the league? I'm sure that's a little bit, that's gotta be something new. I mean, I think you and I talked about the Kraken a little bit. I mean, that's a new thing, but I mean, to, if I'm correct here, being part of North Carolina's sort of, earlier time obviously it's a little different just because of you know recovery uh, and dealing with that but was that something that was unique just to be in that locker room as it was I mean definitely the girls were amazing they're very very sweet and welcoming I'm still friends with a couple of them whenever we play them I love catching up with them seeing them it's so nice that this league is small but big um but honestly it was very professional the girls were very just we got things done there and it showed on the field it shows in all the accomplishments that club has um and I was I was very fortunate to experience it for a year even if I was hurt and recovering it was still a fun environment to be a part of um and to see the girls just push each other and train day in and day out and to watch the games I learned a lot from my little stint being there so very appreciative of North Carolina and drafting me and being able to be there for a year you, you speak on you know the league being 
like a, a smaller family in that way. I mean, I'm sure it'll change here with, you know, the expansion to Angel City and uh, San Diego. But I mean, looking at some of the teammates that you had in that time there from Sam Lewis, Lynn Williams, Ashley Hatch, who I think she's still near the top of the league and goal scored. Yeah. Abby Dalkemper, Jess McDonald. I mean, can you speak about being with some of the, I mean, you talked about it a little bit, but I mean, that yeah. group of women alone, you know, powerhouses. I, I, <laughs> power (laughs) and even like you were saying with North Carolina what they've been able to accomplish in their time I mean it just seems like that's an organization that's been run pretty professionally um for I mean since they since the ground up um but I mean is there anything else that you want to say about your time you know with the courage it just it felt like a family the girls made it feel like a family um it was nice I'm I miss them I miss that time period I wish I could rewind and go back and re-enjoy it because I had a blast meeting all the girls and the rookies in my class they were all so amazing and everyone was just really welcoming there and it was nervous being a rookie and I'm hurt going into that environment and everyone was just really sweet and kind um made me feel like I belonged there so that was a really a great thing for me to experience being injured and a rookie so very grateful that I got to be there and witness some of the greatness that happened so from there can you detail you know joining the rain how that all took place was that something where you were reached out you know by somebody with the team or was it like a tryout thing how did you you know find your way over to Seattle at the time yeah it was kind of like a tryout but like reach out Blacko and Mosky was the rain coach for two years when I was there He's from Kansas City. I grew up with Blacko, so I've known him for a while. Uh, he reached out to me and asked if I just wanted to come out to Seattle because I was coming back from my injury and I was kind of free. I didn't, I since I never signed a contract with North Carolina, I was hurt. Um, so I was kind of free and open to either go there or to North Carolina or Seattle. And I definitely was like, I've never been to Seattle. I loved playing for Blacko when I was little, and I'm like, that, that would be amazing to be able to be back with him at the professional level. So thankfully he gave me an opportunity to go out there and I thankfully earned a spot and I got to stay in Seattle for a couple of years and enjoy my time out there. So that's a good segue. Uh, how would you describe your experience playing under Vlatko and just sort of the things that you pre- might've been able to learn from him, you know, in that, in that time period? Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite coaches, I love him. He's a great guy. It was so fun to see him at the professional level, um, and actually being coached by him again. Um, just the love that he has for the game and like the passion he has, it shows and you feel that every day in practice, like everything is very strategically planned and put out the cones have to be perfect. The balls, everything. He's very OCD with that. So that was always fun to mess around with him, but he just sees the game very differently and he loves the game and he wants everyone around him to love the game and to be, better than what they were before and it's just he's a great guy to play for and I bet some of the national team girls could attest to that um and all the rain girls that played with him he's he was just a fun coach to play for he made you want to play the game he made you love the game and enjoy it so staying in the coaching staff can you speak a little bit on any potentially like lessons or memories you might have had with assistant coach Sam Lady who spent time as the interim coach this year and um, I don't know how much you might have followed it, but, you know, when uh, Ben Seedy, you know, resigned like two hours before that Houston game, 
Sam had to come in, you know, for that game, obviously, but then, you know, the next few games and at least, you know, from as someone who's you know been covering the team this year to sort of see, you know, we were sitting at eighth place, you know, in like July and then to see them turn it around, you know, since them and having Laura Harvey back, Sam was a great bridge, at least, you know, from what I've been able to see great bridge did a great job with the team. The team really looked like, you know, you're, at the end of the day, you know, with all these sports, we're playing kids games effectively. Right. And it really seemed like the team was able to really just get back into playing again and being themselves. Cause I don't know what took place, but it just really seemed like Sam was able to be a great, great bridge. Mm-hmm. So getting that out of the way and I guess bragging about Sam, do you have any sort of memories or lessons from Sam lady at all? Sam's just a great guy. Um, I love Sam. We're both dog lovers. We love talking about our dogs. Like one of the greatest conversations we'll ever have is just talking about our dogs. Um, he's a great outdoors guy too. We love hiking, biking, all that. Um, nothing that just comes off the top of my head. Sam would always just like, he was a great supporter, a great encourager, and he would just fix the small things like check here, have your body be half turned here, use this foot, play their front foot, whatever it may be. Sam was really good at the little things and always just instilling that confidence um, in you for me, at least that's, I appreciated him a lot for that, but Sam's a great guy overall. Very, very fun to be around. It was, it's like I said, it was really cool to sort of see that mentality take over. I, I, it, just, it just seemed like they got back to basics and the team got back to having fun. And that showed, you know, in the results. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, since Laura came back, he's gone down to assistant, but I'm sure his, you know, um, his influence on the team, like you've sort of spoke on, hasn't changed at all. Oh. Um, it is funny, though, that on the account Instagram for Circling Sales Board, Sam follows us. So that's really cool. I got a, I got a notification, Sam J. Lady. I'm like, what the, is this? That can't be real, but that's really cool. So thank Sam's you. Sam's very up to date with <laughs> social media. Um, so just continuing, this one's not as fun as talking about, you know, conversations with Sam about your dog. But, you know, I feel like this is something that, you know, you've worked on and it's, you've gotten through it, obviously. How you know, motivation wise, thought process wise, mindset wise, were you able to push through three torn ACLs? Cause that's one, one is one thing, you know, and we've seen great athletes, you know, push through that. I mean, Stewie, Brianna Stewart, got that come back and win an MVP. I know. Um, everybody wants to point out Katie, but nobody mentions Stewie. So obviously there's a list there, but I mean, three times that's gotta be something else. I mean, it, it, do you have to do anything? differently the second I mean obviously I'm sure you know after the first time you know what the process is like and you know maybe shortcuts to anything or there's like certain things you can do differently I mean but is that how do you approach those you know those several times as well as was it somewhat easier to recover during the pandemic considering that you know not as many games were being played yeah definitely having three ACLs on one knee did not plan that for my career. Going to say that. Um, definitely not how I thought it would play out. Um, but yeah, it it made it a little bit easier having my third one kind of be during COVID, which I'm ready for COVID to be over. Um, but it did make it easier that I wasn't missing like a full on season. I was missing, I think, 10 games, which still it's a lot, but it made it a little bit better for me um, mentally because going through one ACL let alone two and then three it's just it's miserable because you're all alone 
it's a very individual process. You have your own schedule. You're not with the team most of the time. You're on your own. And it's just a mental battle. It's you want to be out there with your team every day. You want to be able to practice. You want to be able to play. You want to be able to make an impact on the field. And it's just a new challenge and it's a new role that you have to adapt to. And thankfully, like I had great support from my family, from my teammates, um, from my support staff that was helping me through my ACL. I had so much love and care and just everyone was very just like gave me the confidence, gave me the love, gave me everything that I needed throughout it to just keep pushing to get back to healthy and to back to playing and to being able to play soccer and be back out on the field. But it definitely there's moments where I'm like, why am I doing this? Why, why am I still trying to keep playing soccer? Like my body's telling me one thing, like just retire. Like, is it worth it? But I'm very glad that I am where I am today and I am still a part of this league and I'm still playing the game that I love. And I mean, just, I've been very lucky injury wise, just to, so to think about one is daunting, but three times, I mean, there's nothing, no other word that I can, I, I'm going to have to put the expletive warning now on this, but I can only use the word badass. I mean, come on yeah. three times. There goes the big it. E on my thing. No, I'm kidding. I'll probably would I don't know. I get through it sometimes. Um, but yeah, it's just to see that and to, you know, obviously not an easy thing. And I'm sure you could use words other than that. You know, oh, yes, I usually could. <laughs> um, but to just keep that going, like you said, I'm sure there's moments where I say, hey, this is this is terrible. Why? Oh, yeah. You know, but obviously you're at where you're at now. So, you know, it's it's good to see that. And it's always cool for me to see the stories of these players when this happens, because that's the goal. That's the goal of these things. I mean, I'd say it just about every interview, but that's the goal is, you know, somebody is watching these games and they say, hey if they like the red tops and the seafoam <laughs> green socks, that's a, that's the thing I'll talk about another time. And they say, Hey, I want to learn more about JC Johnson, put in the name, you got it here. And you learn about the ACLs and the goals and about why I don't like the socks with I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but sticking to get back on track to continue with the rain. We talked a little about your teammates with North Carolina but obviously, you know, I like you said, with this league being such a, a small family to a degree, um, there's going to be talent. I mean, even everywhere, there's talent on every single team. So obviously, continuing with the rain, I mean, to play with a Lou Barnes, a Jess Fishlock, Megan Rapino, Bev Yenes, there's somebody I'm leaving off that list for the moment because that's another question. But can you speak about, you know, your teammates while you're with the rain and sort of things you might have learned or memories you might have with those players or even other players? Yeah, oh, I loved my time at the rain. Uh, it's a great, great group of girls. So fun. Um, I just, I'm happy with where I am in KC and I love this group of girls here. It's what's gotten me through this season, but I definitely miss all those girls um, in Tacoma. I always love when we get to play them and I get to see all of them because they're just amazing people like Lou and Jess, um, a couple of the girls, Kristen McNabb. She was one of my great friends there. I love her. Um, but it just, it, I had a great experience my two years there, um, being with that group and I would never, ever, ever take it back. Um, I wish I could go back sometimes and just relive those days. Cause it was, it was so fun to be in Seattle and be in that great of a city with those people and being able to go on the, all the ventures that we did. Um, it was, I'm very appreciative of my time there. 
it's great that you mentioned Kristen McNabb because Kristen's actually the last interview that I've had the opportunity to do. And uh, in preparing for that one, she mentioned how it feels weird to be considered a veteran in this league. I mean, do you she, feel weird? I, mean, I don't feel you, like a veteran because I really have not been like healthy enough to like play um, since I've been in the league. But she for sure is a vet. She's been in Seattle since day one, since they drafted her. And she is definitely a vet. But even though she doesn't look like she is, she for sure is a vet. That is my girl. Yeah, she didn't like that word. And I was like, oh, oh, I wonder, I'm curious about that, you know, because I mean, you, you even you, you spent time in this league, so you're not a rookie. No, you know, I'm definitely but not. I, a I get rookie. what that means. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I feel like I'm not a vet because I don't have like the playing experience, but like, I'm a vet dealing with the league. So to, to get back on track with the teammates there, do you have any sort of reflection on watching Bethany Bowser's rookie year? Because that was a rookie year, you know, win rookie of the year. Uh, last year, obviously tough for everybody, I'm sure, around yeah. the league as a whole. But, you know, to come back in now and to, I believe she's still tied at the top of the standings for uh, league lead and goals with nine. But to have the year that she's been having, uh, do you just have any reflection on, you know, Bethany as a player, as a teammate? Oh, boats. What a great person. She just to watch her just from day one when she was trying out, getting signed and getting rookie of the year and then to now. It's just amazing to see like the effort and the heart and the work that she's put in to get where she is. I'm so proud of her and I'm so thankful that I got the chance to know her and just to be around her and experience her. She's such a fun, loving person and she loves the game of soccer and she's great and so fun to watch playing. I'm just, I'm very proud of her and it's very deserving where she's at right now. And I hope she keeps on scoring some goals, just not against us. (laughs) I have words on that. I that <laughs> lost to KC earlier in the year. Just... Wait, that was our first win. That was right in the middle of our hot streak. Terrible. I know. I'm glad that we could dampen that a little bit. How dare you? No. Um, but to see Bethany, I, I like I told you, Bethany was my first rain interview. So for that to happen, to speak with boats, wondering why she doesn't have that croc sponsorship that she's looking for. Right. She's been know, trying for that. I just um, don't know how they haven't like just done it yet missing out man missing mm-hmm. out uh that as well as uh bethany's done a, a, a good job i feel like of just sort of showing that where she's at because obviously you know as a player i mean you can attest can attest to it i'm sure it's not easy day in and day out i'm sure not every day you wake up and you just love this game every single day yeah so you know? it's a battle so you know just for her to be that strong and to be vulnerable to post those thoughts online it's it, it's admirable and it's great to even to go back to what you said about having these great people around the league, just to have a team here is great. And to be able to support them is great. So uh, great on boats. And again, don't know what Crocs is doing, but I am not Crocs. So um, you spoke a little bit about Seattle before we started. Can you kind of talk about, I mean, I guess off the pitch, just, you know, the experience being, I mean, I'm here, you're not. So that's why I'm going to say, you know, I'm not saying it like that. I mean, like you're <laughs> yeah. reflecting on your time here, you know, in Seattle, just, you know, the situation as it is, because I feel like I, I'm sure you know more about the fan bases around the league because you've been around the league more, but how it stacks up. Cause I know that we've got a good 
you know, sports, we, we're a good sports city, just, you know, with the storm, oh, yeah. obviously the rain and the Sounders and the Seahawks. And I mean, the Mariners showed that a little bit more, um, but just to have this sports city, I mean, just how has it been, how was it for you, you know, when you weren't playing? I loved Seattle. Um, it was a way bigger Kansas city, but Kansas city is a big sports town. Um, and so coming to another sports town, I really enjoyed having that atmosphere and like that love and passion to sports. Um, but like one of the things I really loved was the food <laughs> in Seattle. Love the food scene. Oh my gosh. I miss it so much, but also just having outdoors in Seattle was so fun. A lot of us would go on hikes we go to the beach. We just go down to like the market, walk around. We go to Ballard to the farmer's markets. Um, we go to Cap Hill and just walk around and find food places. It was just, it's a town that you can do so much in and there's so much to do. And it's just a gorgeous, gorgeous area to be in and to live in. I definitely miss it. Uh, me and my boyfriend took a trip back out to Seattle and I loved it. I did not want to leave it was amazing. I ate all my favorite food places. I brought some food home with me. So it's just a great city to experience. And if you never have, I highly recommend going to Seattle and just enjoying a weekend out there. And I mean, with that being said, you know, you speak, I mean, you know, about, you know, the rain being in Memorial, obviously different now being in Tacoma, it'll be interesting seeing uh, what happens, you know, with facility wise, Because I know last I saw back in June, uh, they had mentioned having like four sites planned out, but obviously no word other than that. So it'll be exciting to see what happens because I know that, you know, the crowd at Memorial is different because not everybody's making that trek down to Tacoma, but I know Tacoma appreciates having that. So it'll be interesting to see that play out. Um, But now I want to get back to your home. I want to go to KC now. (laughs) That's the thing. I'm curious. Is it weird to you not having necessarily a sort of team name or are you just, are you just okay with sort of KCNWSL? Is there, I mean, does it matter to you? (laughs) It's It's just like people are like asked like, Oh, what's your job? I'm a professional soccer player. Oh, what's your team name? Uh, (laughs) KCNWSL. I mean, like it's just rolls right off the tongue. Um, It's kind of weird going like our first year, not having a name, but thankfully we'll have one next year. Um, so we're just waiting patiently for when that will be announced when we'll find out. Um, very excited to see what they've come up with and what our brand will be, but definitely it's weird. Not like having like a, a brand. Yeah. Well, at least for the time being, but also that is a good segue. Well, I do want to talk about something else that's exciting surrounding this club. Uh, not necessarily pitch related. What kind of pitch related? We'll get to it in a sec. Um, but how has that been? I mean, obviously being back, you know, closer to home, obviously. Um, and well, but as you mentioned, sort of first year kind of thing, how has that been with this club? Cause you talk about it with North Carolina a little bit. Uh, how's there been anything? I mean, I'm sure there are differences, but how has it been, you know, with KC in the sort of beginning? I mean, it's definitely, every team has their challenges. Every organization goes through waves of up and downs Uh, I think for us our ownership's looking at the bigger picture I mean they're obviously concentrating on the now but I think they're excited we're getting a new training facility that they announced um we're going to be playing at Sporting Park next year so I think this year yes so excited 
owners are very excited to have a team here, but wasn't like a priority. It's, I mean, it's still a priority, but not like a priority priority. Um, so, I mean, we have the challenges. We're trying to get through them and figure things out. Definitely, as you can see, our record hasn't been the best. We're still trying to figure just things out on the field. We've had some really close games and just it's our first year. And this group has been a resilient group. And I'm very, very honored to be a part of it. Very small part of it. These girls, the woman that I'm with every day seems to amaze me the strength that they have and for everything that has happened in the league this year that we just come in day in day out and work our butts off it's it's a fun group to be a part of and I'm excited to see what's going to happen in the next couple years with this group so with that how did you make your way to KC was that another try-in situation or was it sort of I mean I, I saw the the Twitter post about the signing but how did that fall into place was it something like hey seeing this come into place I want to come home or how did that, how did that yeah, fall into place? It kind of, I was actually planning on coming back out to Seattle um, to try out after my knee injury. Um, but then the whole KC thing happened and thankfully I was able to stay home and represent my hometown and play in the city that I grew up in and that I love, which very thankful for. Um, but yeah, it just, once they announced KC was coming back or once the team was coming back to KC, um, the head coach reached out and wanted to sign me. And I was very thrilled and honored and so excited to be able to work with this group and to be home in my hometown. So can you expand a little bit on the plans for the new training facility? Because obviously, you know, that's a big deal. It will take time to make, obviously. But, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that that's sort of a uh, maybe a blueprint essentially for what happens over here, because I know, you know, playing with Tacoma, you know, playing in Shaney, Shaney's been fine as a host, but I'm sure on some of those corner kicks, it's not ideal. Definitely um, not ideal having a soccer <laughs> field turned baseball field. <laughs> no, because even last match, well, not last match, but last home match, you could still see the outlines of the infield. I know the Rainier yeah. season has ended, but you can still see it, still obvious. Yeah. Um, and training, you know, on a high school field, I don't know how not optimum ideal. that is. Yeah. So I'm hoping that that's a sort of blueprint for what we do over here. I know the storm actually just signed a lease to have a training facility over here made in inner Bay. Um, So that's exciting. So yeah, I'm hoping these are signs of things to come. So can you expand a little bit on, you know, these plans? Cause I'm sure you know a little bit more about it than I do. Yeah. Um, um, Just to have that, you know, available to this team. Yeah. It's going to be very great for us right now. Um, Our training facility isn't like the best or ideal for us. Um, so it'll be great to have everything in one place. We'll have our locker room. We'll have a gym. We're going to have a food area. We're going to have three pitches to train on two grass, one turf. Um, it's going to be really nice to just have our own space and to have a home. Um, this year definitely wasn't like what we thought it would be, which understandable. It's a new team. They put this together in very limited time. Um, so give them the benefit of the doubt. But yeah, our owners have been great to get this facility ready for us for next season to give us a new home and something to look forward to and to have a professional, professional environment to be in every day. And they're giving us what we deserve. Um, So it's going to be very exciting once it's done and we get to tour it and see everything that they're doing. And our front office can actually be there. So everyone's going to be in one spot. It's going to be home to everyone. So going to be exciting for us to have that next year 
Yeah, ideally, you know, like I'm saying, I hope this is a sort of blueprint for what happens over here. Um, Just because I know this, I I can tell you, as someone who lives here, I know the spaces are out there. It's just about, you know, what they decide and that's something that has to take place. But yes, like you were saying, it's to have all that there, you know, have three pitches and have the front office there and just have it be like a normal facility for a team that plays pro sports. That is exciting to see. And I remember reading about that. I was like, hey, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, we're excited. So to transfer a little bit to just you as a whole, I know we've been talking about teams as a whole. Are there any aspects of your game that you are focusing on at the moment, you know, or is it just more of you a sort of person and a player that wants to work on everything as a whole, just to get better continuously? Is there anything that you're focusing on or, or are you just trying to work on things and improve as a player as a whole? Definitely always trying to improve as a player as a whole. That's always my goal to be just able to fine tune everything, just have everything in my toolbox ready to go. Um, But lately I've kind of been looking at like my final third phase, like crossing and finishing and making sure everything's clean with that. Um, But always trying to work on defending, working on body shape, pressing, reading the game. That's always a daily, a daily work on, but been kind of like honing in on final third phase of the game and then you talked about it a little bit about how you know the record probably not what you guys want I'm sure everybody as an athlete wants to win every game not obviously what happens but looking at you know your guys' season you know draws against North Carolina Portland uh obviously a win against the rain you can get it out. I, I, I heard about it, you know, <laughs> but even to go back to what last night, I mean, beating yeah. Houston three, nothing and Houston, you know, prior to that, I believe was third. third. Now Washington being third, even, you know, even still fourth place. Does that say something to you about the future of this group? You know, despite the overall record as a whole this year, or is it just sort of this? Oh team? yeah. This, this group is very bad gritty. Breaks. Yeah. I just, we've had some unfortunate, games towards things didn't go our way um but we've definitely learned a lot this year as a group and we developed a lot throughout this whole season and I think next year it'll be very different and it'll be very exciting to see everything that we can accomplish and having kind of the facilities that we'll be able to have and have access to I think also just kind of give us another little extra push that we need now I want to sort of transfer over to speaking about the league as a whole. Uh, talked about friendships around the league, and that's something we spoke of. Uh, it's always interesting to me looking back at rosters in previous years, just because of the way talent shifts out, the way people move around the league. How did your friendship with Shea Groom come to be, and how has that sort of developed since then? Um, Shea's also from Kansas City, so we've known of each other and that. Um, when we were both were here in KC. Um, but we, when she went to college, I supported her. She was so fun to watch. Um, definitely like with someone I looked up to. Um, we played similar positions, so she was someone I had easy access to. Um, but just being from KC, it's a very small soccer world here. Um, there's not many of us in the league. I think there's like nine of us, eight of us. Um, so just having her growing up and being able to like see her and watch her play and learn from her started at a young age and then came full circle when we both were in Seattle and we were roommates and then that's just when everything everything changed from there we became inseparable we became literally sisters best friends she was my other half 
Um, and we have not looked back since. So she is literally my person. I turn to her for everything. She does the same with me. We trust each other. We're always there for each other, no matter what. Good days, bad days, good games, bad games. And then I know I can always count on her. So very thankful for this league that gave me someone that I didn't know I needed. So she is, she's my girl for life. Was there any sort of trash talk after last night or? Definitely not. We <laughs> immediately were just talking about our dogs and how excited we were for, yeah, how excited we were <laughs> for off season adventures. So um, no trash talking. I just gave her a hug and we moved on. No, that was that was cool to see just looking at, you know, the roster from your time here in town say, hey, wait a minute, just putting the dots together. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so to, to speak on the league also, can you, you know, put your thoughts, anything that you want to put out there about the things that have happened over the past few weeks? Obviously, the events that took place weren't over the past few weeks, but the way that the league has handled it, the way that the players have gone about taking things into their own hands and just anything that you want to say just regarding the entire situation as a whole. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely heartbreaking to have that news be public and to hear and to read it and to hear the girls' stories. And it just definitely breaks your heart because thankfully that wasn't me. I wasn't a part of that, that I didn't experience that. But you're supposed to be able to go to work and feel safe in your work environment. You're supposed to have a trust circle you're supposed to be able to know I'm going to be okay and the fact that that was broken and the fact that it was ignored for so long um it's just heartbreaking for anyone that had to experience that and go through that and I'm just happy that we as players could play a small role in standing up for them and helping get some I don't even know if it's justice at this point but to get something taken care of to get stuff moving in the right direction I'm happy that that was accounted for by this league finally and that the people that resigned needed to resign and there's still people that might resign that need to be taken care of um but it just it definitely was a very uneasy and unsettling feeling for the past couple weeks having all of that unfold and having our league just be in the spotlight for something that we should not be in the spotlight for and having that just be so public and hats off to those, all the girls that have spoken up that are going to speak up, whatever it may be that they felt strong enough and we have their backs, we support them and this league needs to do better. And hopefully it will be able to do better and have the safe environment that we deserve as professionals and as women. So with that, you know, being said, do you have, at least in your mind, I know that the NWSLP has put out, you know, a good list of procedures and things that need to take place going forward. Is there anything that you want to sort of hammer home from that, that, you know, you want to see to take moving forward to improve its quality of the treatment of its players? Or is there anything that you think that maybe hasn't been said that should be in place? Uh, I think the PA has handled this with so much grace. They have done an amazing job. Um, just communicating everything to all the players and keeping the reps up to date. Um, no, I just hope that everything gets taken care of of what we want. And I hope that they take it serious because we mean business. We 
we're not messing around. Like we are getting our voice back and we're getting this league back and it's going to be a player run league. Um, we are fighting for everything and I don't think we're going to stop until we get it all. So I really hope that everything that the PA has released gets taken seriously and it gets taken care of and they get to work on it. So, and I know that the beginning of some of that was, you know, moving this year's championship game to Louisville and changing the time to that. And I know that as far as I remember, they extended like a five day period to continue to speak on these things. Um, so as I told you, I appreciate any time that I get with any of the players, you know, to be able to speak with you guys is great and to see what took place and to know that it was ignored, you know, for a long period of time. I don't have any words because I'm not in that place to speak on it. So I just have been trying to follow, you know, with what's going on. And I wanted to make sure that if you had something that, you know, I wanted your voice out there because obviously you're in this league and I'm not, um, but just to sort of have that and make sure that the players are heard because obviously some of them weren't for the longest time. So that is something that I hope, you know, we have such great talent and such great women in both, you know, like the NWSL and WNBA, but you can tell that, you know, I'm not saying that WNBA is perfect, but I feel like they do a lot of good things and I'm hoping that the leagues can sort of be similar and that mm-hmm. they continue to grow because, you know, I think you've talked about it. NWSL has continued to grow since its inception um, and it's just gotten better. Obviously, the way it's viewed is a little difficult having to say, oh, are we on Twitch today? Are we on Paramount Plus? You know, it's right. that's that's a thing. Um, yeah. But just hoping that everything is addressed the way it is. And like you're saying, you as a professional can go to work every single day in that nice facility when it's built and just know that you're in a situation where, hey, I can do my job. and I don't have to think about anything else. I don't have to think about any, any of that shit happening. So exactly. I wanted to make sure that was heard and not and I I might not have done the best segue talking about you know but I I wanted to make sure that that was heard and that was addressed because I don't want to just screw around it oh yeah this isn't happening because it needs to be addressed um and you you sort of mentioned about how the league's gotten this attention since then you know from you know all this attention has been from the league I feel like there's a caveat to that and you probably already know that just you know, ESPN's put it out there. Bleacher Report's put it out there. All of them are putting it out there, but they have not covered the leagues normally. Mm-hmm. If I go on the ESPN app right now, I don't know why I said it like that. Um, <laughs> half of the teams don't even have their logos represented. So, I mean, even, even when I was doing my research, doing the research for some of these interviews is tough because the, there's, the coverage isn't there. And it's not because the quality of these athletes is just because of the journalism. That's what I'm hoping to do with these interviews, you know, is to get these stories out there. So people know who these people are, you know, because your story is there and it's not diminishing that, but the fact that it hasn't even like your NWSL site, there's nothing there. I'm like, does she not exist? I'm speaking to somebody right now, you know? So it's just, it's frustrating to see that just from my site. So I can only imagine, you know, how that might make you feel you know even uh on the rain side of things for the longest time they finally fixed it but for the longest time uh on the rain on like the rain aspect of it they said oh you know like follow sign up for the newsletter it was a picture of megan in the seattle rain uniform i'm like that's outdated that's far outdated you know 
So, I mean, do you have any thoughts on media wise, what can be done to do this better? Cause obviously the major outlet outlets can, you know, buck up and do their part because yeah. just showing the league in that light amongst everything else is something that needs to be fixed. I know that uh, when Eugenie scored her great goal a few weeks ago, uh, it got posted on like Bleach Report and that got, that went great. That's fine. That's sure. But, you know, obviously just a baseline, just a minimum should be just having these teams and league posted just like every other league. Right. So do you just have any input on what, you know, media outlets can do to sort of do their part in growing the league as well? I don't think it's that hard like to just give it any attention, like one game a week, pick one game and start there. Like, I don't think it's that hard to be able to pay attention to this league and pay attention to its players. Like we have some of the best players in the world. I don't think it's that hard to be able to give us some love. Um, I wish I had the solution. I wish I had answers to it. Hopefully it will come, but to focus on maybe one game a week or two games every month, whatever it may be, just start little and just be able to grow it. I don't see how that would be a problem, but what do I know? I'm not a professional in that aspect of life. Um, but it's, it's sad that like the finals starting at 9am, like that's just that explains it right there that we had a fight to get our game changed to noon for our finals well even noon i mean i know even noon's a stretch but it's not 9 a.m people don't have to get up at 5 30 for pregame and to start their day and get ready for a championship game like that right there i think is just enough to just pay attention to us it's not that hard yeah and you know, at least with some of these teams, well, like WNBA, they've done an okay job. They're working on it. I mean, I know the finals had, uh, they were trending on number one on Twitter last night. That was good. Yes. Um, and they've, they continue to grow. I know that some of the storm games were some of the highest viewed ever. They put them on ABC. That's great. But, um, I, I, well, that's one thing too, is one thing I could think of the WNBA has an app where I can go on and I can watch games. They're not in my market. Like I can't watch the storm games because technically I should be here, but that's just one thing. Get an NWSL app, set it up. It's an app. We're in, we are in 2021, right? iPhones, iPads, Androids, (laughs) apps are a big deal. Yeah. So, I mean, there's one thing, but yeah, just, you know, to only have the league covered in that aspect, you know, just. The only time I see a, a NWSL headline is that on ESPN. Yep. So I'm, I'm sure you know that more than most, but I wanted to, I always kind of want to hear that. Um, and I know that you talked about it as well. Do you hope to see perhaps more MLS support for the NWSL? Just because. Yeah, I think we're slowly getting it. Um, especially after everything that's happened, I've seen way more MLS support to us and um, a lot of teams partnering up, like with the teams that are partnered with their MLS um, team so I think it's going to slowly come but it will definitely be nice once maybe our leagues can be like locked because I know even with like the finals last night uh, a lot of the Suns players were there uh, the Phoenix Suns players were watching the Mercury yep I saw that um, during the bubble last last year a lot of the teams had the WNBA hoodies on um, I know that the Sounders here uh, showed great support uh, in that double header and yeah, in the press conference so fun to see. in the in the post game uh brian schmetzer said they'd love to have that 
I agree with this. I'd love to have that be a yearly thing. Just have it. Oh, that'd be sick. It's a rivalry thing, you know. Yes. Put it in the big stadium. Why? Because I mean, they set the record for a single season game or regular season game, and people wanted to mean that. People were, as someone who was there, I can tell you, people were in their seats well before the end of the game. So, um, just it's it's. I've seen it on Twitter all the time. If you put them in positions to succeed, they will will succeed. succeed. It's how it happens but when you put a championship game at nine o'clock in the morning i don't wake up at nine that often let no, alone, that's <laughs> let alone you especially know. on the west coast that's like 7 a.m like yeah. well i mean like you said to start you know preparations i mean when would you have to wake up so nine o'clock okay if if you're having to wake up for a game at nine o'clock what time does jc have to wake up that's general? like a 5 Mm-hmm. like to get treatment to have like to eat your pregame meal which is breakfast but like pregame meal that's like a 545 wake up ball yeah so um what are your thoughts on league expansion because i know i mean is that something that you think about just because you know with the way things go there's always the unprotected players and the rosters i'm sure you're focused on everything right now but what are your thoughts on just the league expanding as a whole? Because I'm sure that must be exciting, but also the fact that, I mean, teammates, you might lose teammates that, you know, you know, yeah. I'm sure that's not fun, but I'm sure it might be more of a thing of, hey, the league is growing. That's just how it's going to be. I think that's kind of like my approach is it's, I'm so happy to see the league grow. I'm so happy to see two, two more teams. Um, it's just what we need. We need to keep growing. We need to keep getting those opportunities and, it's great to have two California teams be able to join us and make it 12 teams now. So, or 10 teams, 12 teams. Sorry, right? 12, 10. I think we're, no, I think it is 12. Would that be 12, right? Oh, uh, my brain. My Hold brain's on. kind of fried, I'm going to be honest. Well, I mean, the table as a whole has been wild all year. You know that. It has. The top um, six has been nuts. 12, I think, yes. I think we we'll make it 12. Yes. Yeah, so it's just great to see the league grow and being able to have more girls in this league and to have more talent be shown. So I'm really excited for the expansion draft and for those two teams to be joining. I'm just not excited to have to play Christian press again. It's (laughs) or even lose players. I mean, to see people move around, I I mean, obviously it sucks, but you know, it might mean new beginnings for other people. So yeah. uh, To kind of continue with, you know, seeing friends around the league. I mean, obviously we talk about Shay, uh, but obviously the different teammates you have. Even going back to seeing Ifioma Anumanu, she was with the rain at some point. Yeah. So I mean, just to have these different. I mean, is it sort of? I mean, is it just like a family? Is like you just look at the league and you can just see so many people that you've come to know over these years, yeah. and you just it's just a cool thing to see. Is that is it almost like a big family in a way? It is. It's definitely a big family. I love seeing Ify and Ali um, in New York, and it's just you're happy to see everyone's success and just everyone happy and succeeding with where they're at in life. So it's always fun to play at you. At least I feel like everyone at least knows one person on each team and it's just really fun to see everyone and just to enjoy the game that we love. So I want to kind of wrap up here with some, of some off the field stuff. You, in an interview you did, you spoke about loving donuts and the potential of opening up a donut shop. Is that something that, you know, when the cleats are hung up, is that something you'd want to pursue or is I that mean, more of a pipe dream type of thing it's like i think a pipe dream i 
would probably eat all of my inventory. Gonna be honest. No. Kidding. I, I would throw up. Um, <laughs> but donuts is like my love language um me and shay are obsessed with donuts uh it's like our happy place but i honestly like if i had the money and i could do it i would love to have my own donut place but i don't and i won't i'm just gonna keep eating new donuts at new places <laughs> and enjoying that aspect of it but if anyone knows me knows that i i love a good donut so does that mean whenever you guys make a trip to Portland, I, I haven't been myself. Maybe it's a sin, but is, is uh voodoo donuts a stop that needs to be made? Is that something that's, I mean, if they just have like crazy donuts. Yeah. I haven't been, I don't know the hype about it. I just see yeah. the pictures and they, they just see have crazy donuts. Top. I mean, they're not bad. <laughs> Check them out. I, I don't want to, I don't know if that's a debate. I don't want to get involved with that, but I don't know. Just little shop. You know, you and Shay put up some of the pictures on the wall. Oh, it'd be so, like, it oh, would hey. be a blast. It sounds really cool, but obviously there's more than works that, that goes right. into it than there's, just yeah, it's sounding cool. That goes into it. It's unfortunate. <laughs> Work. Yeah, right. What is uh, that? <laughs> uh, you mentioned, you know, Alexander Ovechkin being one of your favorite hockey players. Yes. Do you have a favorite hockey team? Or I do the just- Caps. The Caps, the Washington Capitals, they're my favorite. So, so how does how does that come into play? How does Washington come into play there? Um, Okean City doesn't have a hockey team. So I'm not like a okay, I'm not going against my hometown. Um, <laughs> yeah. just a friend of mine was a fan and started watching, and you know, just I got attached to some of the players and I went to a couple games out there and what do you know? I'm a Caps fan and I've been a Caps fan for like five years now. I have an Ovechkin jersey. I'm going out to a game this year. So like, I'm pretty pumped. Yeah. I'm just, I love hockey. Hockey's so very similar to soccer. It's fast moving. There's so much action and I just, I love it. I fell in love with it and it's something that I really enjoy and I'm pumped that hockey season's back in Caps won last night five to one. Obi got two goals, so I'm very happy. We got a win last night. Last night was a great night for me. It's a good day. Sports world. So it's been uh it's been exciting. I mean, I I mean soccer is one of my first loves, so I'm still learning a lot about the hockey thing. I know the puck goes in the net. Yes, mm-hmm. that, it does. Uh, well, it's funny you mentioned them being alike because in our game against Vegas the other night, there was, was an inter- game. Also, I watched some of that. There was an interesting the way that Vegas scored their last goal. A little debatable. Um, I don't remember his name. I'm still learning a lot of names. Yeah, uh, a lot of the names are very similar, but very different. <laughs> uh, the player for Vegas kicked the puck. Into yeah, you the can net. kick it. Right. Mm, I well, I was. They're very weird about it. There was a debate about it. They're like, it wasn't a kicking motion, and they described a kicking motion as being like a pendulum. I'm like, I don't know if yeah, you've seen people go. kick things, yeah. but it doesn't always go one way. So nope. I, uh, I don't know. It's exciting to have a team, and it's really cool to see. I know. That I'm pumped for Seattle for that. Um, and then sort of to wrap up on, I might know the answer. I might not. I'm going to obviously ask the question first. Of course. You have a second favorite place that you spent time in being in a league. I'm assuming that Casey's probably at the top of that list. But is there yeah. a second favorite that, you know, 
like a home away from home type of situation. Oh yeah, Seattle for sure. Seattle is for sure my home away from home, my second family. I love that city. I'm probably going to come back and visit, see my friends. Um, but yeah, Seattle definitely is my second home. If I could it's live always, anywhere besides KC, I'd pick Seattle. That's always good to hear that, you know, these athletes enjoy where I live just because obviously I'm hoping that the organization does that, but also just, I mean, if you're going to spend time there as a pro, as a professional, you got to kind of enjoy where you're living. I'd hope. Oh, for right? sure. Um, so I know that the storm, you know, they're coming back to climate pledge arena back in Seattle, having it redone. They talked about that being a potential recruiting option. Hey, we're playing in this brand new arena. It's going to be state of the art. I'm hoping eventually when they get that sorted out that whenever the rain get their own facility, they say, Hey, we've got this state of the art arena. You yes. want to come and play with us, you know? So uh, with that being said, I mean, it, I appreciate, I mean, we've spoken here for a bit, uh, you know, going from the beginning, you know, start with the beginning to Nebraska, to North Carolina, to technically Seattle you know, uh, weird how that's all worked, uh, to KC and then talking about the league. I always put links to socials in the bio. That's always something that goes automatically, but is there anything that you want to promote? I know that, you know, kind of hard to say, Hey, come watch us on this because you never know. It's like, Oh, we're on Twitch today. You're winging in at that point. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Oh, we're on. Mm. I mean, is there anything that you want to put out into the world? Any, any thing you want to promote? Anything that you want to just leave us with? Yeah, I'm going to do two things. First thing, I love dogs. Love all the dogs you can. Love all the animals you can. They're great. Um, more importantly, uh, just support the NWCL. Support these players. Give us the love and the respect that we deserve. Like, we are professional athletes. We're in that 1%. Very rare. Very limited. So, please just respect and love us and our games are really fun to come to. There's so much action. Like we went three zero last night, <laughs> a lot of action, like the Portland used game. That was like four to three or three to two, like a lot of action. There's the Seattle game, Portland game last night was one, one, it was back and forth all night. So there's just come support this league. There's amazing women in this league, powerful women, amazing athletes, just ballers all around. So come give the NWSL some love. That's always the thing, too, is people are like, oh, it's mostly like the, when they talk about the U.S. swims national team. Oh, these guys are great. It's like, well, they play in the States. You know, they play more so than the national they're, they're team. They're in your backyard. Even, even the World Cup as a whole, all of those yeah. women, they, a good amount of them play here. So yeah. we have some Canadians, too, gold medalists. Like, come on. We have Australians, New Zealand, Japan. Like, we have, we have a realm of people here. <laughs> There's professional oh. soccer in your backyard, folks. I would Literally. I would pay attention if I were you. I got on it. So uh with that being said, JC Johnson, I appreciate your time. I would not like to lose you guys at the end of the year. So if, if anything, let's keep it to a draw. Let's have that <laughs> one point. Uh again, no, seriously, I appreciate it. Obviously, not all of this is easy topic. So I appreciate your time. Thank you. I appreciate you.